right now on Truth Today. Prophetic mega trends for 2024. Are we drawing closer to the tribulation and the day of the Lord? Also, we're going to be looking at the state of our nation in this year and a shaking. I believe God is bringing a shaking in this coming year unlike anything we've seen. That and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, good morning or good afternoon, depending on your time zone. Uh, thank you for joining us on our program today. Uh, this is Pastor Sharam Hayden with Truth and Love Ministry. We're so glad you can be with us. And for all of you who have been um, regular uh, viewers, we thank you for your support. Thank you for being faithful to this program, to this ministry, and prayerfully hearing the truth in love. That is the mission and purpose of our ministry, the calling from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 in the Bible, to speak the truth in love. And that is our commitment to you, is to always seek the Holy Spirit to speak the truth in love. No matter how hard the truth is, no matter how difficult it is to deliver or to hear. And as we prepare to further enter 2024, this new year, we're going to be talking about this morning or this afternoon, uh, some implications from a prophecy aspect. Last night, uh, I gave a message during one of our Patriot Network meetings here in East Tennessee that was talking about the state of our nation. What could we expect in America in 2024? We'll talk about some of those things this morning or this afternoon again, but we're going to be looking first at the prophetic implications. Is 2024 going to be another crazy prophetic year in reshaping this world and preparing for what the Bible calls the beast system? The one world government, one world economy, one world religion. What is prophesied in the Bible? By the way, I want to remind you that this coming Sunday, I had misspoken last week and mentioned that I was going to be starting, and I think we have an image for that, Drya. Uh, the Book of Revelation study, we are going to be starting uh, this coming Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you would like to join us for our church services, Truth and Love Church, we are going to be uh, starting this brand new study in the Book of Revelation starting in Chapter 1. So if you want to go ahead and read and do your homework, uh, please do that. But that will be on our, uh, it's on Facebook, and we're going to really try hard. We had a problem last Sunday with going to our website. We were not getting any audio. Uh, so we're going to try to see if we can fix that for this Sunday. So we'll be doing our best to get that to you. But it for sure will be from our Facebook page. And again, if, if you're joining us today online, let us know where you're from. Uh, we want to thank you guys all for coming. Uh, greetings also in the name of Jesus. To, uh, to you, Rosie, and uh, thank you for listening from Pennsylvania. So comment on our Rumble chat there, and I'm watching those, and I, if I can, I try to take some questions uh, from you guys as we're going along. And um, so anyway, I, I want to start, uh, as we always do, talking about the Word of God and about prophecy specifically, uh, if you go to the book of Revelation chapter 1, the book of Revelation chapter 1, this is kind of a teaser for this coming Sunday. It tells us, let me just go there myself, it tells us about prophecy. And I've covered this before, but I just want to cover it again, that Bible prophecy is something that I don't know what it is. I, I, it's incredible. Ever since I've been a Christian for the last 24 years, I've always been fascinated uh, by Bible prophecy. And I always viewed it as something remarkable and incredible. And it is, uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's tying history. It's tying biblical history. It's tying together all of the pieces of the puzzle that God uh, that reveals that God is in control of time and space and humanity, all of those things, that He is sovereign. So I, I'm not sure 
what is behind the root of so many churches, so many denominations, so many Christians that pastors that will not teach on Bible prophecy. A third of the entirety of the Word of God is prophecy, whether in the Old Testament, especially regarding the first coming of the Lord, or in the second or in the New Testament regarding the second coming of the Lord. A third. And yet statistically, about three percent, three percent of churches in this nation will even teach on it. So the book of Revelation, which is prophetic, but it is also literal. It is not just allegory, as many think, and I'm going to be covering all that again this coming Sunday, is the revelation of who Christ is, who God is. And it tells us in verse 3 that this is prophecy. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and, here's the third part of it, keep those things which are written in it. The word there, keep, in the Greek means to tuck in your heart. So not only are you called to read the words of prophecy, actually read uh, what the Bible calls prophecy or deals with prophecy, then you are to hear these words, meaning you take it in, actually absorb it, not just, okay, it goes in one ear out the other, you know, that expression, but to actually take it in, but you're to keep, meaning you're to, to tuck in your heart and, and observe and look forward to these words that are yet to come to pass. So this morning I wanted to talk about a hello from Lenore City, Bakersfield, California. Uh, great to have you guys all here. Great to have all of you. Um, I want to talk about, again, the mega trends, some, some trends that we see that are indications that we are moving towards that. And, and our title, that's our title today for our show, is Prophetic Megatrends Reshaping, Reshaping Our World, Especially in 2024. What are things that are happening globally with China, with Russia, with the U.S., with Israel, with the United Nations, with the globalists, with the World Economic Forum? Now, last night I covered, again, some of these things, but I want to uh, highlight an article. The, the idea came to my mind. I was reading an article that was a good article in the Harbinger's Daily talking about this very thing, prophetic megatrends. And again, last night I, I was covering some of these things already in my talk on the state of the nation because I was talking about the New World Order. I was talking about all of the elements that they're bringing in. And this article addresses some of those things as well. I talked about three key elements that I've always talked about for the globalists and for this system that is happening globally. Again, the beast system of Revelation 13, the one world government, the one world economy that's going to be governed by the Antichrist, and then the one world religion that is going to be pushed on us by the false prophet and the false religious system. Remember, we have a DVD on that called One World Religion Rising. If you have not gotten that, please, if you're able to get a copy, share it with people. It is very powerful and it hopefully puts everything in perspective. But the article talks about some different things. Last night I talked about three areas. One was digital currency, which we'll get to in a minute. The second was the movement towards the digital ID. And the third was the movement towards global sovereignty over nations so that you give up individual sovereignty. In the article, the first one that uh, he talks about is artificial intelligence and the importance of artificial intelligence in shaping towards the prophetic aspect of deception. And I think it's very much true. It is a part of the deception because AI, the better it gets, the more adaptive it gets, the more it begins to mimic or work to take the place of human thinking, human reasoning, which God gave us our minds, God gave us our brains, 
the more we move into that, the more the world will be deceived. It dramatically came on the scene in 2023, and many are predicting again that 2024 is going to be even more dramatic as far as the impact of AI. Already, so many different social media platforms, corporations, and even Christian ministries are beginning to use, we, we went to our website, we use a website for our, our, uh, our ministry. We have a, uh, the MailChimp that we use, now that one's not Christian, but we use MailChimp. And I was working on it last week or a couple weeks ago, and it was bringing in AI adaptation, where the AI is incorporated now in you being able to either talk or speak, or if you want it to, if you give it an idea and it will write for you, I'm like, really? No, I don't want it to write for me. I want to write for me. So we're seeing, and I think we're going to be seeing it in a greater measure, and we have to prepare ourselves for what that is going to look like. So that's, again, one of the indicators. The, in, the Bible calls it the increase of knowledge. So one of the indicators that we're getting closer and closer, and last night we talked quite a bit in our meeting about 2030. Again, Agenda 2030. Remember, the United Nations last year said we need a seven-year plan to accelerate our Agenda 2030 goals, the goals of sustainable development, the goals of the Great Reset. By the way, we have that image drive. We have another DVD called The Great Pushback. And if you're new with us, you've never seen that one. That talks about all about the Great Reset and the one world government, one world economy. And then, as I mentioned earlier, the other one is the one world religion. Maybe if we just quickly throw that up as well, Drya. Um, that, um, that, all, that goes through the rise of this merging, what I call multi-faith or the Abrahamic faith lie, that we all worship the same God and it's going to be led by a combination between the globalists and the United Nations and Islam particularly and false Christianity, false Judaism. So, and I'm going to get to some of your questions. Someone's asking a really good question about the digital currency. I'm going to get to that just in a minute. But the Bible has told us that there's going to be an increase of knowledge. And if you just look at, even in the last 10 years, five years, and certainly since the pandemic, the increase of surveillance, the increase of digitization, it is off the charts. So that is number one. Number two, in this article, one of the prophetic megatrends, if you're joining us late again, we're talking about prophetic megatrends for 2024 that are dealing with showing Bible prophecy coming to pass and getting closer and closer, very, very much so to the tribulation period that the world is going to see like never before. Of course, Matthew 24 talks about this. The book of Revelation talks about this. And I'm going to be going through all of this in the next number of months. I don't know how long it's going to take, but we're going to go through verse by verse by verse by verse the book of Revelation, bring in other references like Matthew 24, Matthew 25, Daniel 7 to 9. In fact, Daniel 7 to 11, really. And... and, and um, Ezekiel 38 and 39, which I'll talk about a little bit later as well here. So number two, uh, this article talks about China's impact. Some believing that when the Bible in Revelation 16 uh, is talking about one of the, I think it's the sixth uh, bowl judgment of the, remember in Revelation, there's 21 judgments that are, or wraths that are inflicted upon the earth. The seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls. The sixth of those bulls is the armies of the east coming towards Jerusalem. And many believe that that's going to include China, right? So uh, I don't do a good Trump impersonation if my son Elias was here and say, you know, China. But it includes China and potentially being a part of that battle 
that is the battle of Armageddon. That's what Revelation 16 leads into is the battle, the valley of Megiddo, the battle of Armageddon, that final battle at the end of the seven-year period where ultimately the Lord himself and the, and the, uh, the heavenly hosts are going to come to war against the armies of the Antichrist uh, once and for all. So it is important to understand that we are seeing the globalists give more and more credence to China. China is, of course, in a very strong uh, relationship to Russia. Russia is a key player. China is a key player. When I get to later on the show talking about the Ezekiel 38 and 39 prophecy, I have consistently said that I think China potentially could be a part of Magog, so I'll get to that. But China is a massive world power, and really, and many of us have been saying this for a number of years, China is the model for the globalists. It's what we call um, communitarianism. So it's a mixture of communism with, um, cap with, with government-controlled capitalism, if you can imagine that, because if, again, there's a difference between government-controlled capitalism and free market capitalism. So I apologize if this is a little bit deep, but we have to understand the model for the globalists isn't hardcore Soviet Union, old school communism. The model is what's, it's what's called communitarianism, which is to take communism and package it in a way that it looks like capitalism but it's government-controlled capitalism, which, by the way, is why they're going to do central bank digital currency and not private market digital currency, because it's government-controlled, the one-world government, one-world economy. I hope that makes sense, right? My, hopefully, I'm, I'm putting the pictures together for you. So that is important to understand. Then the article talks about digital currency, which is one of the things I talked about last night. So we have an image for that, a couple of images for that. So the central bank digital currency, which is what they've been working towards. As of the last reading that I saw, 132 nations out of the 194 nations of the world have committed to the implementation of central bank digital currency by the year 2025. So not this year, but next year. Many nations are already have implemented it in different ways, including here in the United States. The globalists have already put forth a global uh, central bank digital currency, which is called Unicoin, one coin one world economy. You see the one there? So the Unicoin is supposed to merge with individual nations that have CBDC. Here's the Unicoin at the center and like a spoke, they're all going to be working together with the Unicoin and create this structure of controlled uh, digital currency that is government run. Here in the United States, we do not have um, a central bank like Canada does, for example, or like the UK does or um, China does. And so we have the Federal Reserve, which in some ways is worse. And this year, the Federal Reserve already implemented, based on the executive order of Mr. Obama, Obama, Biden, really it's Obama and the deep state, they implemented what is called FedNow. Okay, and we have an image for that. So if you haven't, are familiar with the FedNow, this is our central bank digital currency. Now, there are, the government is trying to say, no, 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 the FedNow is not CBDC because... There's a handful of states like Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, South Dakota that have pushed back on the CBDC. In fact, passed legislation saying we will not implement the CBDC in our state. The Fed now is sort of a precursor. And that's just, this, was, this was already implemented as of July of 2023. 
So how does the Fed now work? And this actually goes to one of the questions. So the question Rosie asked on the chat was, this was texted to me by, by Newsmax. The Fed allows U.S. banks to freeze cash withdrawals on accounts, digital dollars moving ahead, see more from end of times. Okay, so number one, we know that CBDC will put an end to any kind of fiat currency, which means cash, right? This is why Texas, even here in Tennessee, Florida, some of these states are trying to go back to a gold standard or a silver and gold standard, which would back their currency. We really need to move just towards a precious metals currency because once CBDC is fully implemented, so again, I said 132 out of 194 nations, once they get to the point 2025, 2026, 2027, where they, where all nations are on board or forced to be on board with digitized currency, government-controlled digitized currency. Now, folks, you're talking about that cash has to be what? Has to be phased out. It has to be moved away. And we, we're already seeing this every day. Just go to a store, go to a restaurant, uh, my son, Jariah, behind the computer, his favorite restaurant used to be uh, Taco Bell before he got a job at a different restaurant. Well, you go to Taco Bell, right? It's now all touchless, cashless. I don't want to go support them anymore because you can't use cash. They won't accept cash ever, period. That's it. We're done. So we're already moving towards the mechanism of not just touchless and using your phone to swipe or whatever, but to go to a place where they won't even take cash. So don't frequent, if you can, those businesses. Tell them, I'm not going to frequent you because you're not willing to take cash anymore or other forms of payment. I'm like, okay, you don't want to use cash? I want to use silver. Remember the private membership credit union that has been formed out of Texas that is using something called the Liberty Dollar, which is to take your fiat currency, convert it into silver currency, and use silver currency to purchase. That's already in existence. The problem is you can't get businesses to take it. You got to take, you got to have, you can create the credit union, you can create the system, you can create the currency that's silver backed. So it's more solid because silver is going up, gold is going up, but if you can't get the businesses to take your payment, you got to have the, the merchants who are willing to take the payment, which is why we advocate within a community like we have here in East Tennessee, begin the conversations about bartering. It's going to be needed, folks, when this system gets fully in place. So is it true? I have no doubt, Rosie, this would not be true because, again, how does the Fed now work? The Fed now wants to link to your bank account, and they're already working with over 45 banks. 45 of the major banks in the United States have already committed to the Fed now, and many of the platforms like Venmo and PayPal have already committed to this, where, okay, the, the incentive, the carrot is, listen, you'll get your money right away. Lickety-split, immediately. You don't have to wait three days. You can get it instantaneously. All you got to do is connect your account to the Federal Reserve, the Fed now. The 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 you know, PayPal over here will then go through Fed, will go through the Fed now. Fed now goes into your account and you instantaneously get it because you're now an approved account. Here's the thing. Could they, um, could they freeze withdrawals or could they limit withdrawals or could they uh, program certain things not being able to be purchased? Absolutely. That's exactly what the Biden executive order said. It said that the Fed now must be, the digital currency must be um, uh, traceable. So every transaction is going to be traced, not just $600 and up like they were trying to do when O'Biden came into office, but it was every transaction now will be traced and equitable. So if you are a company or a business or a ministry that uh, discriminates against what is the, 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 the preferred perversion of the government, like LGBTQ plus, 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 trans plus, 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 then we could shut you down. And number three, it's programmable. 
And the World Economic Forum has already bragged that it could stop transactions for things like ammunition or maybe food. So what does the Revelation 13 prophecy tell us? That you cannot buy or sell by the mark of the beast. So this is all, folks, the foundation of the marks of mark of the beast, right? So the question here is, you said this sounded like they started today that the banks won't allow cash withdrawals. Um, are you saying this is going to happen just hasn't yet? Uh, yes. They're going to limit cash withdrawals. When? Uh, I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow. I'm saying, folks, this is what's going to happen because they're going to have to basically outlaw at some point cash because as long as you have other forms of currency, you're independent, you can't be controlled. Does that make sense? So they got to be able to have cashless. It's going to be phased. They're going to give you incentives to go dig digitized. Most of us are already digitized because we're buying everything on cards and or online. And they will em eventually limit withdrawals because they're, they're going to say we don't have it, right? Already, already if you go to the bank. Just try to go to your bank and withdraw $10,000 cash. If you don't, most banks will say, no, you have to give us warning because we don't have... Uh, availability of that cash on hand just to give it to you because we have a limited amount of cash each day and we don't have that availability. A lot of banks are doing that and that's why, again, I'm advocating if you can move from a bank, especially the big banks, Chase, uh, Wells Fargo, any of these big banks, move from the big banks to a credit union and preferably a state-run credit union, not, not a federal credit union, but a state-run credit union. They're limited, but they're out there because it at least gives you a buffer to not be under the FDIC, the Federal Depository Insurance Commission, which is the Federal Reserve. So I, listen, I don't know what else to say other than that's what they're planning. How long will it take to implement? We know they desire desperately to implement this by 2030. So you could say at the latest, it's gonna be six years down the road, but it's probably going to be sooner that they're going to begin all of these incentives of phasing things out. And when these uh, platforms like PayPal uh, or Venmo or whatever, when they jump on board, you're going to be limited. They're going to, they're going to squeeze us out to be limited in our options. So I, I encourage diversifying, but that is one of the prophetic signs that we are converging upon very quickly what the Bible calls the tribulation. Not that we're going to necessarily enter the tribulation, uh, as some would say. Um, people ask me all the time, where do you stand on this? And I know that I upset people when I tell them I'm not dogmatic about the rapture. I, I, I vehemently believe there's going to be a seven-year tribulation. Uh, I do support that there is going to be a removing of the church at some point but I'm not dogmatic. Those who ascribe to a pre-tribulation rapture, God bless you. Um, I can see support of that in Scripture. I can also see support of a middle of the tribulation before the wrath of God is poured out, removal. I don't see much support really for a post-tribulation rapture. If we're going to go all the way through, then we're just going to be here, either going to die and go to heaven or, or, or during the tribulation, or we're just going to be here when Christ returns. I don't see the removal of the, of, of the church at the end of the, of the tribulation. It doesn't make any sense at all. But I could see it being pre or sometime in the middle. But bottom line, folks, is I, just, I, I choose not to be dogmatic in the sense of uh, causing this division that I see happening. Because there are people that are like, if you're not pre-trib, I'm not talking to you. I mean, we have, listen, folks, we're all in the same camp. We're all pre-millennial. We believe the millennial kingdom is coming. There's enough people out there in, who are Christians who are fighting us who are post-millennial or all-millennial. Uh, they don't even believe in the tribulation. They're preterists or partial preterists, which again, I'll be covering some of that on Sunday night in my teaching. There's already enough of those people out there. Let's not fight among ourselves. 
We agree all this stuff's going to happen. We just don't know when, and we don't know exactly how the rapture is going to go down. But yes, all of these things in regards to controlling your purchasing, right? Remember, Revelation 13, 16, it is all about that mark, whether it's a QR code on your phone or something that eventually is going to be in your body, which is what the Bible tells us, right, is the mark is on our four hands or foreheads that is going to be a control mechanism so you're not allowed to buy or sell. Now, that combines with digital ID. The digital ID is the control mechanism by which connects to your digital currency. Digital currency, digital ID are going to have to go together so that um, whether it's your vaccination status or whether it's your social credit score, those things are going to be connected to your ability to purchase or not purchase by the elite. They're going to say to you, hey, this is what we tell you is acceptable. Here's what you can purchase. Here's what you can't purchase. Oh, you're getting too much ammo. You're getting too much this. You're uh, buying too much food. Uh, we are going to shut that off. So they're interconnected. The third piece that I covered that the article uh, doesn't necessarily cover is the element, I think we have that article there, dry up, please, on the World Health Organization. Uh, nope, nope, down by the Fed now. Uh, pushing for this, what they call pandemic accord. They are, they keep pushing, they keep pushing. Uh, this year, 2024, is going to be a pivotal year because this, many are saying, would be the end of national sovereignty for the 194 nations that have signed on board to the World Health Organization and the United Nations bringing about this accord. Remember, it was a treaty at first, but then nations said, well, if the treaty, we have to ratify it through a legislative process. No, that's not good because we don't want that because th that means actually the will of the people are going to be, are going to be able, they're going to have a voice in it. We don't want the people to have a voice in it. We want to control them. So they moved to what's called a pandemic accord, dealing with any health emergency. It doesn't have to be just viruses. It is, is going to be climate, their climate alarmism and their climate uh, demonic worship of the planet, then it's going to be, could be gun violence, uh, pollution, multiple things are going to be de deemed as climate emergence or as health emergencies. And the vote is supposed to be this spring. I thought it was March, but now they're saying it could be in May, but, I, but I think it's earlier. So we'll keep you up, up to date on that, but it is very, very troubling that Last year, 2023, no nation pushed back on this. No nation pushed back on this. All 194 are committed to then ratifying this thing by voting on it and agreeing to it. And it's going to, for us in the, in the United States, it's going to come down to individual states saying, no, we're not going to accept what the World Health Organization says during a health emergency. So that's another piece of that puzzle that is moving forward towards what? One world government. You see that? So the one world economy, digital ID, digital currency, moving also with the concept of individual nations continuing to hand over sovereignty, their power, their control to the United Nations, to the World Health Organization, to the World Economic Forum, and that becomes then the foundation of the one world government. Then, then of course, one of their mechanisms for what they're, do, they're doing to reset is this aspect of climate change. That's number four in the article about mega prophetic megatrends is the narratives regarding so-called climate change. We know that this is grossly blown out of proportion it is a absolute mechanism of control. Just last month at the COP28 annual UN climate change conference was, that was held in Dubai, climate change was being whipped up as a, quote, existential crisis for the world. It is absolutely a false alarm. It is absolutely alarmism. It is absolutely a control mechanism, folks. We got to be able to see through it. There was a book that this article is highlighting called False Alarm, where the author of that book 
believes in climate change and that human beings contribute to that through carbon dioxide, but says it's massively over-exaggerated. According to the author, if America shuts down all fossil fuels today, it would only lower the temperature by a mere 0.3 degrees Fahrenheit by 20, uh, 2100, 2100, the year 2100. Now, I don't even support that because, yes, there's carbon dioxide. That's a natural function of humans. But there's multiple aspects of what is happening in the planet and the, the warming and the cooling and the warming and the cooling that's happening. It is all corrupt science, just like with COVID we saw, right? You saw how quickly the medical field was co-opted or had been co-opted, but then was able to be put into motion with false science, what they call trust the science, right? It was false science. We know it was false science. It was manipulated propaganda, just like climate science is propaganda. It's all propaganda. And the gazillionaires and the billionaires are trying to reduce the population. This is ultimately about depopulation, which is one of the signs that the Bible talks about in Revelation 6, that one of the first seals is going to be where a quarter of the world's population dies by pestilence, by war, from disease, pestilence, and famine. They're going to start, they're going to try to starve us, and they're going to try to kill us off. Uh, somebody said the U.S. are already using a chip in their hand to pay with. Yep, I don't doubt that. They're, people are lining up to put these RFID chips in their, their skin. They're already lining up. I think it's wonderful. Oh, I can just swipe. Woo! And it's just so cool. And they have no idea what, they're, what we're moving into, as the Bible has said. And I have no doubt that major food, uh, someone said Whole Foods. Yeah, I have no doubt that major food uh, grocery stores are going to implement. Here's the question. At what point do grocery stores go cashless? That will be a sign. Boy, that will be a sign. Forget Taco Bell or, you know, fast food. At what point are key grocery stores, Walmart, Target, or not Target, Walmart, uh, Costco, Sam's Club, uh, Kroger, uh, you know, Albertsons, whatever. At, at what point are they going to go cashless? Go in there, talk to the managers, let them know. You do this, I won't shop here anymore. At least try something. All right, moving on, I got to cover two more. Two more in the article that they talk about as mega prophetic trends for 2024. Keep an eye, of course, on Russia. So we talked about China, now we talk about Russia. Why? Russia is the key player in the Ezekiel 38 and 39 Gog Magog War. Rosh, the Prince of Rosh. Many, including myself, believe that to be Russia. Then Magog, as I said earlier, if you look at the table of nations at the time where Ezekiel is given this prophecy, if you look at that area that he describes as Magog, which many believe is Central Asia, back then in the table of nations, it wasn't just um, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, Azerbaijan, you know, those regions that broke off from the Soviet Union. It also included Western China. So that's why I believe that that Gog-Magog war that is going to happen before the tribulation coming against Israel is going to include China, at least aiding and abetting Russia, then also Turkey, that is mentioned four times, and Persia, Iran is mentioned. So those are the three key players to keep an eye on, Turkey, Russia, and Iran, along with China and some other smaller nations. And this, of course, leads to point number six, which is that the entirety of our focus, as far as looking at a prophetic ticking clock, tick, 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 is Israel and the Middle East. That's it. Everything is resting on the timing of what's going on in Israel, God's dealing with Israel, God's dealing with the Jewish people, and, of course, what happened October 7th 
was just another escalation of that, along with all of these nations, including Iran. We have Hezbollah in, uh, in Lebanon. We have, of course, Hamas. We have Islamic State, Islamic Jihad. All of these Islamic jihadist groups that are based in Syria, in Lebanon, and in West Bank and Gaza. Then you have Jordan, you have Egypt that may say they're allies of Israel, but all of these Muslim nations and majority Arab nations have one goal, and that is they do not want to coexist with Israel. They do not believe that the Jewish people have a right to be there, and that's why you're seeing the massive, massive, massive rise of anti-Semitism. Again, in my opinion, many others, far more ominous globally than even precursor to the Holocaust. Last week, we see the airstrike in Syria that killed a senior figure of the IRGC. That's the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. This is Iran's elite force. That, that, by the way, that was an Israeli airstrike that killed that senior member of IRGC. We know that Iran has said that it participated in the attack on Israel on October 7th. It supported Hamas. It's uh, funneling uh, weapons through Qatar or Qatar. They're supporting Yemen. That is part of the attacks that are happening in the Red Sea is coming from Yemen, which is Iran-backed. So Iran is a key player. They said that their participation in the October 7th attacks, which again, we now know for sure was a stand-down order by somebody in the Israeli government or military. Whether Netanyahu knew or not, I don't know. Only God knows. But they said, Iran said, that it was in retaliation for the killing of Ghassem Soleimani at that time, back in 2020, when Trump took him out in... Um, I think it was January of 2020, I remember that very well, by a drone strike. Somebody's asking the question, do you believe Ezekiel 38 war will happen before we are raptured? Uh, good question. Again, if we are going to see a pre-tribulation rapture, the rapture, of course, happens before the tribulation starts. I believe the Ezekiel 38 war happens before the tribulation starts or right at the beginning of the tribulation, which is, could be a precursor then to the signing of the covenant so if there's going to be a pre-trib rapture, then I would say more than likely the rapture will happen before the Ezekiel 30 and 39 war would happen. But, but there could be some simultaneous events that happen where the war begins, this, this Gog-Magog war begins, there's chaos there, all of a sudden the rapture happens, there's now global chaos because of the rapture, and now you have to have this figure come on the scene, the Antichrist, to bring this stability and false peace to the world, the covenant that could be part of the Great Reset. So we don't know, but their, their, their timing is going to be very, very close if, again, we are going to see a pre-tribulation rapture and not potentially a mid-tribulation rapture once the Antichrist is revealed, because remember, the Antichrist is not going to be revealed as the Antichrist. He's not setting himself up as God at the beginning of the tribulation. He's setting himself, himself, uh, himself up as a global peace leader. He then, in the middle, desecrates the temple, the third temple that would be rebuilt, sets up himself as God. Now he is revealed to the world. So that's why some support that aspect of it. Question here is, with the upcoming elections and looking back at how the presidential election was railroaded through many different tactics, including Zuckerberg or Zuckerbucks, why are so many still using Facebook? Uh, man, that's a, that's a great question. I agree with you. I think it becomes a necessary um, mechanism of trying to get some information out. I know I just post stuff to Facebook we use it mostly for only for live streaming, really. I don't post much on there. Once in a while, I post something, but 
I get so heavily shadow banned, but I, I usually, I only use it for live streaming as just one other mechanism to get things out because they're blocking everything, right? We got kicked off of YouTube. We are on Rumble. By the way, if you're on Rumble watching us as uh, about 100 of you are right now, please make sure that you click follow. If you have not subscribed to our page, if you just click follow right now, can you do that? Um, how many do we have, Drya? 8.45. So, you know, let's see if we can make that go up by five or 10. If some of you who are on there right now, if you're not subscribed to our page, would you mind just clicking follow? All that means is you're just gonna be given a notification when we have new content that goes up with our shows and it is helpful for us. So if you haven't done that, if you could do that, but the, the, the situation in Israel and Turkey and Iran and Russia is critical. Is absolutely critical. It is critical in the prophetic timetable of God. And with the, with the little bit of time that we have left, of course, there's one other piece in the puzzle. And that is what is going to happen to America. Last night I was giving the talk on the state of the nation when in my presentation. And it was talking about what, it, what will be the state of America in 2024. And I think that it's, you know, not a good report, right? It's not a favorable report because I do believe that we are in a state of lawlessness. The law as the prophet Habakkuk, as I covered last week, the prophet Habakkuk says in chapter one, as he's crying out to the Lord, Lord, how long will you have me see this violence that we see in our land? This strife, this contention, he says. The law, he says, is powerless. And justice does not prevail. Why? Because the wicked are ruling the righteous. And therefore the law is perverted. I, I truly think that is absolutely describing where America's at. So we see global implications of the, the prophetic uh, trends that are showing us that we're getting closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. Very close, very close, because look, if they implement their 2030, theoretically, and I'm not predicting any dates, but theoretically you would say at the latest, 2030 would be the beginning of the tribulation. If they're going to implement this mark of the beast system, then that would be one of the major signs and or if the uh, Gog-Magog war starts, right? So if we're here and we see the Gog-Magog war, we see Russia, Iran, Turkey, in alliance attacking Israel with other nations on board. That's your clue that the tribulation is literally right around the corner. Right around the corner. So the mark of the beast system is an indicator because the more they have control of the ability of buying and selling, that should be a clue that the mark, the beast system is being implemented and their mark is being implemented, which again will be on your forehand and your forehead. But also looking again at Israel as a key player. Now again, many, there were people who said October 7th, that's the beginning of the Gog Magog war. Nope, I don't think so. Because it's got to be very clear. The Bible's telling us the nations that are involved. So are those nations working together? Absolutely. Right? Iran, Russia, Turkey, China, they're all working together. That's not a surprise. But did they all attack Israel? Are they behind? We know Iran is. Was Russia behind? maybe in private, behind the scenes. But I think it's going to become obvious because God also supernaturally steps in in the Ezekiel 38-39 war and obviously shows that he's not going to allow Israel to be destroyed. That's supernatural. So that's going to be a big, big, big sign to the world 
and I think it will set the, the standard. So let's, let's talk about a few things here in America. Oh, by the way, let, let me cover one more thing. Gerard, can you go to two more headlines? The, the one on the vaccines uh, right there. This is, so in case you doubt the, the depopulation agenda, here's another one. Go ahead and click this, please. Uh, top physicist comes out and proves, this is on Infowars yesterday, that the COVID shots have caused at least 17 million deaths worldwide. Now, in another article that I'll highlight here in just a minute, from all viruses in 2023, they claim that there was 12 million deaths globally from all viruses, not just COVID, bioweapon, but from flu and whatever, every different virus that was out there, right? Okay, now, remember, with VAERS, the vaccine reporting system, we know from studies that VAERS only reports 1%, and that was pre-COVID propaganda, where they were intentionally suppressing information and truth. And, 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 and the actual uh, facts. So if that number is 1%, that means that in actuality, potentially 170 million people globally have been killed, murdered by these shots. And these are ones that they can prove that are direct causation. They got the shot, two days later, boom, they died or they dropped dead suddenly and there's no other explanation other than they were vaccinated. So, and by the way, we last night talked about, look up NATO, NATO kinase, N-A-T-T-O-K-I-N-A-I-S-E. NATO kinase is very important in undoing spike protein damage and inhibiting further spike protein damage because it is a natural block of the receptors that the spike proteins are uh, lumping onto. And it is a natural anticoagulant. In fact, I've uh, gotten off my baby aspirin and now I'm doing natokinase as a supplement uh, for the baby aspirin for being an anticoagulant. So please look that up. There's multiple benefits, but and you want to get a good one. So look for a good local compound pharmacy or a good natural store make sure it's a good brand but it is very much very much um important to look at ways that you can limit if you've gotten the shot before limit for don't get any further ones obviously and or to undo damage and even from just being around people right and and, and the transfer of the spike proteins, the shedding aspect of the shot. So those are all really important. But I want to highlight that that is one of the agendas. That is another sign. The depopulation agenda is another sign. Here's a sad uh, statistic that just came out. Can you go to the next one? I believe dry it is on abortion. Is that the next? Yeah. Look at this, folks. This is all so grieving. Abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide for the fifth year in a row. 44.6 million babies were murdered in the womb. Can you bring that up just real quick again, Drya? Please. And look at the bottom of that article. All infectious diseases, 12.9 million. Cancer, 8.2 million. Smoking, 4.9 million. Alcohol, 2.4. AIDS, 1.6. Human trafficking, I think it was about 1.5 million, 12, uh, 44.6. We are in a wicked, wicked world where we're celebrating murdering children in the womb. It is evil. Folks, the days are ramping up to be more evil. For the fifth year in a row, the world is celebrating. That's what is that, eight times the Holocaust? The Jewish Holocaust was estimated between six and eight million Jews were killed and Christians and Armenians. The Armenian Holocaust was like 1.2, 1.1 million. We've seen, you could put all the Holocaust together and you would probably not come up to one year of statistics. Lord, forgive us. But how much longer is God going to put up with this world? How much longer is God going to put up with the bloodshed of this, of this world? This is a prophetic 
implication. This is a trend where more and more of the world is celebrating. Yes, we've had some victories. Yes, we have some states here and there. But even here in Tennessee where we've had outlawed abortion, praise God. We just had the other day a Republican, a, Republican, a, a useless rhino in our state Senate who wants to bring back exceptions for abortion again. They tried last year and they failed. So we got to pray. But it is incredibly important to be able to pray and be ready and understand the days that we're living in. Let's cover the next headline, please, Drya. Here's another one that is concerning for America. The border invasion. All of these illegals, military men coming. Massive. This is, a, this is treason. How can a nation stand without borders? And this article is saying, keep it up for a minute, please, that now 50 counties, 20% of the counties in the state of Texas have declared under resolutions that they are now under invasion, citing Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution, that the government's primary duty federally is to protect the borders against invasion. And they're allowing it. This is treason. So good on these counties. But it's telling you the condition of where we're at, where they are declaring, by the way, insurrection. Because they know that these criminal aliens that are coming across are not here to have vacations or for a, quote, better life. The military edge from China, from Pakistan, from India, from Iran, from uh, Syria, from Afghanistan, soon to be from Gaza. They're coming here with intent and purpose. So um, it is a time where we're watching and, and seeing what's going on in America and understanding, again, here's the question. Is America in Bible prophecy? Some say yes, some say no. Is America, even if it is in Bible prophecy, is it going to be standing at the end or not? Does it need to come down? Here's one to follow for the state of 2024. Will this come to the light of day? Next headline. This congressman, GOP rep, his name is Clay Higgins from Louisiana. By the way, Louisiana just elected a Republican governor, and they're saying, people are saying that he's conservative. I hope so. I pray so. But here's what this guy says. He's a former sheriff's deputy, and he was on Tucker Carlson. He said, well, he's got evidence in his committee now that there were over 200-plus FBI assets disguised as Trump supporters on January 6th, and that, what I've said, and that. Go ahead and you can come back to me, please. The FBI had the planning. I covered this on my show a number of weeks ago, that the guy that the FBI recruited to write the plan, the plan which then they put on the shoulders of Stuart Rhodes from Oath Keepers, claiming that he wrote the plan that got him 22 years for seditious conspiracy, treason. That document, which they were putting on him, wasn't even written by him. In the J6 committee, the corrupt J6 committee, they admitted, they admitted that that was an FBI asset who was recruited, who put together the document. They brought in this gal who um, the prosecution was claiming was Rhodes' girlfriend when he didn't know her, it's a setup. Folks, you gotta understand, J6 was a psyop at least a year in the plans. That's how smart they are, demonically speaking. They knew they were gonna steal the elections, and if you knew you are gonna steal the elections, you gotta consolidate the, the theft because you know there's gonna be a pushback. And they knew everything was gonna come down to J6 because it was gonna come down to the certification it was all a setup so we got to pray that that will come to the light of day thank you for uh posting there by mercola yeah more potent and effective oh you're saying that lumbrokinase i've never heard of lumbrokinase i'll have to look that up is more effective than natokinase that's interesting okay we'll have to look that up but, um, you know, we'll see 
that's a good one to also research. If you're on the chat, you can see that. But folks, uh, we got to go here soon. But the final thing I want to cover for you is I'm so concerned about these mobs. Can we go to the uh, headline first? Or, or, or the headline's there. You guys saw this. Uh, these Jew-hating Hamas mobs continue across the nation, Chicago, other parts of the country, but here they are in New York. And they're allowed to block. And NYPD in these videos, if you watch them, stand by. They're standing by because they're given stand-down orders. They stand by. And they're allowed to block Manhattan Bridge, Williamsburg Bridge, Brooklyn Bridge, and the Holland Tunnel. They block JFK from people going. They block JFK from people coming home. Can you imagine if you and I did this? If you and I... How long would we last if we went and blocked an entrance to an airport? First of all, that's a federal crime. And they probably would have charged us immediately with terrorism. The FBI would have been all over it if, if it was Trump supporters or if it was conservatives or Christians. But no, because it's a pro-Hamas mob and they're Muslims and they're leftists who are... This is the same young people that were involved with Antifa and BLM. Now they're supporting the Muslims, the red-green axis, the communist, Marxist, socialist, globalist with the Muslims, with the Muslim Brotherhood. And it's not just in, 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 in here in America, it's in Germany, it's in Canada. Go to the next headline. Go to the next article. Canada. The cops, they give coffee to these pro-Hamas protesters that block the busiest road in Toronto, in that city. They go give them coffee. Meanwhile, go to the next image. You have hostages still being held by Hamas. Here's a picture of four Israeli girls. Look at the images on the right of their treatment in captivity under Hamas. And it's not just being beaten up. How many of these young women have been sexually assaulted? What about that? No, we got to focus on, we got to focus on these poor Muslims. And yet in Gaza, support for Hamas has gone up. Since October 7th, more Gazans are now supporting Hamas than ever before. That should tell you the root of what is behind this. The root, the hatred, which is inspired by Islam. Why is New York seeing all this? Because New York is going to go to the upper house of Islam. The moment they allowed the Islamic call of prayer to be broadcast on loudspeakers across the entire city, they're going to go to the upper house of Islam. They already are. And I predict that just as Minnesota changed their flag, New York will change its state flag probably soon as well. New York City has the most mosques in any city in America. So this is power. This is a power struggle, folks. And they're showing us who's in power. And it's not us. But our God is sovereign. Our God is in control. So two things I want to encourage you. Number one, I did a show on this last week. 2024. Can we go to that image, please? It's a year of obeying God, not corrupt government. Prepare yourself to say, I'm going to obey God no matter what. No matter what they come with. Whether it's more lockdowns or, or whether it's... Um, uh, attacks across the city or corruptions and our brand new DVD that we're working on post-production right now, we will not comply. That's got to be our attitude. That's got to be our, our prayer. We will not comply. The battle between obeying God versus government, we will not comply. Do not give in. Do not comply. Pray, stand. Yeah, somebody said um, uh, you had the truckers in Canada treated like domestic terrorists. Yet they're going to give coffee and, and donuts and uh, uh, give hugs to the pro-Hamas jihadists that are blocking hospitals and streets and airports and, and buildings. And by the way, in Texas, in Texas, they were arrested after, uh, do we have that article? I, I thought I said, but you don't see, I don't see it up there. In Texas, the protesters were arrested. Why? because they blocked the airport because Biden. Oh, when Biden flies in, then they arrest the protesters. But when average people or Jews are coming into New York, no, 
They're going to allow them to block the airports. They're going to allow them to block the streets. You see how that works? Double standard, folks. Don't trust the government and don't trust law enforcement, sadly, to be there to help you. Help yourself and get together with a community of like-minded people. That's what we're doing here. We're creating our own response team. We're creating our own group to help one another, defend one another, support one another. Someone said, obedience is greater than sacrifice. Amen to that. Amen to that. So thank you guys for being with us today. We love you guys. We pray for you. Pray for us. You want to support this ministry? Please go to our website, teleministry.com slash donate. If you want to do a one-time donation, you can do it there. Um, we already passed our year-end giving, but the, the website is the same, teleministry.com slash donate. Or if you want to be a monthly supporter, you can be a part of our Gideon Army. We, we are so grateful for all of you that are our Gideon Army supporters. We're so grateful. I cannot tell you how much we appreciate every single one of you and pray for you as you give and support and sow into this ministry. Again, remember, um, click follow if you have not on Rumble. If you're on Rumble, thank you for being with us. We'll be back with you Thursday night live in studio, Lord willing. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian with Truth and Love Ministry and Truth Today. God bless. Have a safe day and be in prayer and prepare yourself for this coming year. It is going to be prophetically a massive trending year to show us we're getting closer and closer to the coming of the Lord. He's coming again. The King is coming soon. God bless you guys.